Jesus talking to the Samaritan woman tells her that the time is coming when true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Paul talking to the Romans tells them, and by extension us, to present ourselves a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, because that is a reasonable act of service or worship. What does it mean to worship the Father in spirit and in truth? What is the link between worship, holiness, and sacrifice? What does it really mean to be holy? Join me as we find answers to these questions and figure out practical ways of applying these in our everyday lives wherever we find ourselves. This is the Spirited Covos Podcast and I'm Catherine, your host. Let's dive in. Hi, and welcome again to today's podcast. Last week, we spoke about, not last week, in the last episode, we spoke about ceremonial salts, focusing on the aspects where Jesus was talking about being um, the salt of the earth and being cautious not to lose our saltiness so that we don't get thrown out and trampled on and become worthless. But today, we want to focus on being the light of the earth. And so, we are going to focus on the next verse. Like I said earlier as well in the previous episode, that for this first quarter, I'm going to focus on Jesus' Sermon on the Mount because there are so many lessons that we can pick from there to apply to our lives so that it shapes us and helps us to live lives that are pleasing to God. So reading the portion of scripture where Jesus talks about being light, using the New Living Translation, Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 and 15, it says that you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives life to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your Heavenly Father. And so I'm going to title this podcast, Lessons from the Kerosene Lamp. I don't know if you know what a kerosene lamp is. It's not very common today, but when I was growing up, um, we used to have kerosene lamps. When the lights go out, that is what we would use. It has this metal casing, and then there's a glass bulb, and then there's um, a chamber at the bottom that houses the kerosene, and then there's um, a wick. A wick uh, allows the kerosene, it's like fabric, it's made of fibers, it allows the kerosene to pass through it, so you light the wick, and that is what produces the light in the kerosene lamp. Now, the thing about the the kerosene lamp is that because of the thing that is producing the fire, the kerosene and the wick, as it burns, it produces smoke which is dark and it gives off some particles. You know, when you burn fabric, all these particles come out. It's like soot. 
So after some time, the soot covers the glass and it limits the amount of light that can be given out. So from time to time, it's important to take out the glass and then wipe it so that even though the light is there, things are not preventing it or the suit is not preventing that light from shining. And I like that illustration because it sort of depicts what prevents our light from shining. When Jesus was making reference to light not being hidden, he didn't say that the light was turned off. The light is there, but there are certain things that were done to prevent the light from shining for all to see. Light is supposed to illuminate, but if you have light and you cover it, there's only so much that the light can do. If I have um, a torch light and I turn it on, I'm in a dark room and I turn the torch on, the torch can illuminate the room. But if I put my hand on the, what should I call it, the screen, the, the top, the top part of the torch where the bulb and the glass are, if I cover it, the light is still on, but it's not shining again. And so one thing that we need to look at is what are some of the things that we do that prevent our light from shining out for all to see? And I would make reference to different portions of scripture. For one, I will talk about um, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 2, which tells us that we should... We should live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. Um, that is the first part. That is the part that I want to focus on. So one may ask, what does it mean to live a life filled with love? Or what is the link between living a life filled with love and letting our light shine? When we read First John chapter 1, verse using the New King James Version, it says that this is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. And we also know that God is love. So if God is love and God is light, then it means that if we have love, then that love gives us a certain light or that light, that um that love enables our light to shine and we cannot have that light and still have love. It is safe to then assume that you cannot have love and still be in darkness. And we see this in First John chapter 2, verses 9 and 10, again using the New King James Version, which says that, he who says he is in the light and hates his brother is in darkness until now. He who loves his brother abides in the light and there is no cause for stumbling in him. 
over here we are seeing that there's a link between walking in love and letting the light shine meaning that if you do things that sort of suppress the love within you then there's a high chance or a high probability that it is also going to dim your light if you dim the love you dim the light and so one question that we need to ask ourselves is what are some of the things that we can do that would prevent the love of God, which is also the light of God from shining through us. Now I would refer to Ephesians chapter 4. I would read selected portions of, of this chapter. And if I say I'm going to read everything, we may end up spending forever on this podcast. So I won't read everything. I'll just read selected portions and hopefully those selected portions would illuminate what I'm talking about. Ephesians 4 31 entreats us to get rid of all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking. Okay. If If you are full of love, the tendency to become bitter is reduced. If you are full of love, the tendency to have rage is reduced. If you are full of love, the tendency to use harsh words and to slander people is reduced. I'm not saying that you won't feel it if people offend you. You will. But then your response to what they are doing is likely to be different. When you see people as God sees them, when you allow the love of God to fill your heart, you lose that that ability or that feature of wanting to prove a point to people, of being unnecessarily pained by what people do. You will get hurt, yes, but the reason why you are hurt is different. The length of time that you stay hurt is different. How you respond to the head is also different. I don't know how to explain it in English. There are certain things that only experience can teach you. But I've been there before and now I'm here. And I know that when you are full of love, when you are full of light, certain things don't matter so much to you anymore. You are more concerned about being right with God. You are more concerned with not letting anything get in the way of your relationship with God. Trust me, if you are full of anger, if you are full of rage, if you are full of bitterness, your your fellowship with the Holy Spirit is limited because the Bible tells us that light and darkness cannot dwell together. These things are synonymous with darkness. And if that is present in you, you cannot fellowship with the Holy Spirit freely. You cannot commune with God freely. I'm, am I saying that we should become robots and um, ignore the things that we experience? No. As a mental health professional, I know that 
emotions have their place. I know that it's unhealthy to ask people to ignore the emotions that they experience. But again, as a mental health professional, I know that it is not every time you react that you become better. Sometimes you become better when you ignore certain things, when you look beyond what people are doing and focus on what you want to do for yourself. If I go into that, we will digress from what we are talking about. So maybe in another episode, I will talk about what I mean. But we cannot, we cannot have bitterness, wrath, evil speaking, and still say that we are walking in love. How are you going to love somebody that you are? experiencing rage towards if you love someone how are you going to be comfortable saying harsh things to them if you love someone how are you going to be comfortable saying bad things to them and saying bad things about them to other people having that love or being filled with love makes it easier for the light within us to shine through it makes it easier that the love gets rid of the darkness until because the darkness is absent now the light can shine through and then when we read from ephesians chapter 5 verses 3 and 4 it tells us that but fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness let it not named let it not even be named among you as fitting as is fitting for saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking, nor cause jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. And then when you go to verses seven through ten, it says don't participate in the things these people do. And by these people, it's referring to those who were in the world. Verse 8 says, For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of light. For this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. So carefully determine what pleases the Lord. What is it saying to us? Beyond letting the love of God get rid of the darkness and anger, rage, bitterness and those things so that the light can shine through. We also need to be intentional about our character and our value system because sometimes you may not be experiencing rage, you may not be experiencing anger, you may not be experiencing bitterness, but your conduct also produces certain darkness that prevents the light of God from shining through. Imagine somebody who is impure, someone who engages in obscene stories, foolish talk, cause jokes, now turning around to go preach to someone or go evangelize to someone. Are you sure that the people that you are going to talk to wouldn't raise questions about what you're doing. 
sometimes we we think that we want to fit in, but we were not made to fit in. We were made to stand out. We were we are a holy nation, a peculiar people, carefully carved out by God to serve a certain purpose. And when we also know that friendship with the world is enmity with God, when we are so interested in fitting in with the world, what it means is that we allow the darkness of the world to pollute us. And because we are dark, the light of God that is within us cannot shine out. It is said countless times that light dispels darkness. But I've come to realize that it's an issue of quantity. Which one is small? If I have um, a candle light in a, a room of thick darkness, and also depending on the size of the room, that candle light would be almost insignificant. The only light it can dispel is the light just around where I am. Now in the same room, if I have um, a bigger source of light, I would be able to illuminate the place more. What am I trying to say? What I'm trying to say is that the amount of darkness you are able to dispel is dependent is dependent on the amount of light that you are emitting. And so if you are doing things that dim your light, if you are doing things, if you are hiding your light by your con your conduct, if you are hiding your light by virtue of the darkness or the bitterness, the negative emotions that you are holding onto, if you are hiding your light because you are not letting the love of God shine through, there's only so much you can do. There's only so much you can do to dispel the darkness that you have around you. And again, making reference to the words of Jesus, no one lights a candle and hides it under a bushel. We are supposed to illuminate wherever we find ourselves. And so again, I'd like to to end this podcast by asking you to do an introspection and an evaluation of your life. Where are the areas that you fall short? Where are the areas that you've You've allowed darkness to prevent the light of God from shining through. Where are the areas that you've let, um, how do I put it? You've let an absence of love prevent the light of God from shining through. If you need help to overcome this, remember that on your own, you can't do anything. That is why God sent the Holy Spirit to come and empower us to do what he wants us to do he said if we ask for if we ask our earthly fathers for certain things they would give it to us freely so why then would he withhold the holy spirit from us if we ask and so if you are at that point where you realize that you need certain changes in your life but on your own you can't do it use this opportunity to ask god to send you the holy spirit in his fullness to work within you and to help you overcome the challenges that you may be facing in your life. God bless you. 
Thank you for listening in. I hope you've been blessed by this episode. It's my prayer that as you continue to tune into this podcast, because I do hope you come back, that you would be encouraged to live a holy, set-apart life. God bless you.